content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. It's Fabulous Friday! (laughs) Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Love Fiaschetti, Jerry Caldwell, and Marie Early broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. And Love Fiaschetti is my dog, by the way. <laughs> my little pit bull that I oh. uh, rescued from a Walmart parking lot back uh, at the beginning of COVID. Wow, Walmart sells everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was dumped, you know, and he was so, you know, animals are so loyal. People, people, human beings could really take an example from the animal kingdom, especially dogs. They're so incredibly, incredibly loyal. He was sitting at the corner waiting, looking at every car that went back and forth for the car that had dumped him months earlier, the family, the person that had dumped him. And uh, and you're like, how do I know that? Because the, the Walmart uh, parking lot attendant told me, and he had been the one keeping uh, Love alive. He would go sleep in the bushes at night, and this gentleman, who I don't remember his name, but he, he was so wonderful and so kind and sweet, and he fed him and watered him daily. So... If you're going to be a stray, I would say the Walmart parking lot is your best <laughs> choice. Think of all you the endless so? dog food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's good to be here today, and it is Furbulous Fridays here on One Life Radio. Uh, at the half, we've got Brad Aronson coming on. He's a wonderful man, and he's been on before. He is the author of the book, Humankind, Changing the World One Small Act at a Time. We're going to be talking about, talking about celebrating acts of kindness for the holidays. But first up is someone you're all very familiar with. That is Maura Davies. She is the vice president for marketing and communication at the SPCA of Texas. That's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Their website is simply spca.org or on Instagram at SPCA Texas. Maura Davies, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. It's just, a, it's, it feels like fall still, even though it's December. And my dog is being extra snuggly and we brought out like the cozy blankets. And so Aww. I'm just celebrating all of that. Excellent. If, if only if only all dogs could have a wonderful life like that, yes. you know. Yes. I know I know that I know all of us here on the show are of uh, the mindset, and I know I know you all can relate to this. When the weather starts getting cold or the weather starts getting really hot, and it's not comfortable, the first thing I start do is doing is thinking about all the animals on the street that are suffering. It mm-hmm. really bothers me, or ones that are stuck in somebody's backyard that aren't getting enough love or attention, and you know maybe don't have the proper shelter or that warm cuddly blanket to snuggle in. And so the work that we do here on One Life Radio is so important on Furbulous Fridays because we celebrate animals and how wonderful they are and how to protect them. And today we're talking about the pets do's and don'ts of the holidays. So Maura, we're we're going to go over these pets do's and don'ts. Uh, and so what's the first don't on the list? Don't overindulge your pet. Is That one's really, really hard. Ah, I know. <laughs> that one is so hard because they look at you with their big eyes and they're just like, I'm starving, even if they just ate. Oh, yeah. I dare you to resist the eyes of my new puppy. 
<laughs> I dare you. I I couldn't. I could not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't resist. I'd be a mess. <laughs> like, oh, here, what do you want? Whatever you want, I'll give it to you. It's fun. <laughs> but you yeah. got as, as like the humans, we've got to be the ones helping our pets. So you know, your your pets are probably hopefully on some good uh, dog food. That mm-hmm. whether you make it or whether you purchase it, just make sure that that's a great thing for your pet. That's a whole other topic. But once your your dog or cat is on that excellent food. You don't want to disrupt that wagon too much because all of a sudden that can lead to stomach upset. It can lead to really scary things like pancreatitis, gastroenteritis, and those conditions are super painful and they could even threaten your pet's life. Mm -hmm. And this holiday season, we often have a ton of foods around that are super toxic to dogs and cats like um, onions, garlic, um, chocolate. Grapes and raisins is a big one. I don't think people realize that one very often. Um, of course, uh, alcohol, don't give your pet alcohol. Coffee, salt. So if your food is super salty, that can cause upset stomach too. Um, avocado. And the biggest, one of the biggest ones is xylitol. So the, the two big, big ones there are mm-hmm. chocolate and xylitol, but the others are toxic also. So um, be careful. Those things mm-hmm. can actually kill your pet. Yeah, no, absolutely. Love wanted to say something. Uh, uh, love, what did you want to say? Oh, Maura, I love a good cup of coffee in the morning. I had no idea that it was toxic. You have to be really careful, love. That'll hurt you. Oh, in one of the articles it said, and also you shouldn't do the uh, popcorn and cranberries around your tree, that that's bad. But do people still do that? Popcorn? Uh, I don't uh, have time. Yeah. (laughs) I think they had a lot more time in the 1800s. I was about to say, what is this, the Victorian era? I know, what the heck? That's funny. Yeah, I'll just get myself. I'm gonna pop some popcorn tonight and take take four or five. A hours. needle, a needle and thread, right? And you poke oh, yeah. the cranberries. And oh, do you know how much That's popcorn point. you would need to just eat before you made that stuff, so that you could actually have enough to make that stuff? You guys, I'm so bad now that anytime I go in the kitchen, my dog and my cat both go just sit down and stare at me. <laughs> thinking I'm, they're going to get some. Mama's in the food room. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and you can, you know what's a fun thing to do during the holidays? I always enjoy doing this anytime, but especially around the holidays, is making my dogs some homemade treats. I did it at Thanksgiving. I'm going to try to do it this weekend with some blueberry ones, and they, they really do love it. And I, and I think it's something, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just something really fun to do, especially with children. Yes. And in moderation and the, and the foods that are pet safe, especially if it's something you do on a more or less regular basis and you know your pet and that they're not only do they like the taste, but their systems are good with it, too. They're yeah. so fun. So so what is an appropriate holiday treat uh, for those that, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about all the bad stuff. What is what's some mm-hmm. of the good stuff we can give our pets? Oh, absolutely. Um, so like plain pumpkins. Not a ton, or else other problems can happen. So plain That's pumpkin, right. nothing else in it. Just plain pumpkin. Um, plain turkey, no salt, no pepper, no, you know, just plain old turkey. Um, mashed potatoes don't have, like, make sure they're, like, just the regular mashed potatoes. Like, if you put a bunch of butter and cream and stuff in there, that can actually cause stomach upset. But, like, plain mashed potatoes. And just if you do some, like, um, I mean, I love doing this. I actually usually bake my vegetables. So baked carrots, baked green beans, um, yeah, baked sweet potato. Pick a vegetable, bake it. And your pets are going to love it, I promise. And these are safe. Mm-hmm. Especially if you cover it with some of the turkey drippings. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you have to be careful. because be you, you you mentioned pancreatitis earlier, and I know um, mm-hmm. from my veterinarian, Dr. Jimmy Norris, that, and he told me this years ago, and I never forgot it, that pancreatitis can be um, 
can be uh, offset or what's what's the word I'm looking for? Can can happen? Can mm-hmm. give me give me the word? Can happen by, uh, yeah, by just it's even like a, a yes, by just a piece of like a chunk of, of bacon fat. It doesn't mm-hmm. take very much, right? Yeah, yes. If if you know your pet has tummy troubles, it's not don't don't risk it for the biscuit. I know that's a weird way to say it because that's used or something else, but it's not worth it. Some dogs love bread, but if you give them too much, it'll give them a tummy ache. Mm-hmm. Well, you can give them carrots and green beans and stuff like yeah. that too, right? And blueberry, blueberries, um, absolutely. My dog loves broccolini, baked broccolini. <laughs> really? How do you bake yeah. it? Like oh, baked so carrots, like. Yeah, into- throw it in a pan, put a teeny bit of olive oil. Now, for human consumption, olive oil and a little salt and pepper. And for a dog, you can just throw it on that pan, bake it. Yummy. They like it better. They like them bit better baked rather than mm-hmm. raw or both. What do you um, think? Actually, well, you can try some raw, but my dog personally just really likes the baked. I don't know if it's crunchy. I don't know. But mm-hmm. baked sweet potato, you can take a sweet potato and like slice it real thin. And you got to watch it. You don't want to bake it till it burns. But just put sweet potato on a parchment on a on a like a cookie sheet, mm-hmm. and you know three fifty, and then just watch it. It's going to be different based on your oven. But I mean, ten fifteen minutes. Um, yeah. Maybe more depending on certain things, but just plain old thin sliced sweet potato baked in the oven. Your dog will probably go nuts. Yeah, and while and while they're in the oven baking, you can string popcorn and cranberries yes. in your spare time. <laughs> Mara, how long will those last? Which ones? The, uh, those the, sweet, the potatoes. sweet potatoes. Like, can you-, you know, I've never tested that theory. I truly don't know because. Um, I usually only do a little bit at a time because I don't want to overwhelm my dog. And it's just usually like, okay, we know we're going to have, um, you know, treats over the next two, three days. So I don't think I've used it past that. Okay. That's hmm. what I meant. Because, yeah. you know, and refrigerate, you refrigerate. Yeah. 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 Well, the there's lots of. Is your friend. There are lots of do's and don'ts. There are um, the next do is something near to my heart, and that's the do clean up properly. So why is that so important, Maura, to to be to oh. to do the clean up properly? The do do yes. clean up. Well, a couple of things, and they're both the same. So if you are uh, if you leave food out and you have a counter surfer, dog or cat. Um, a little one little snap and food is going to be probably in their tummy and then make sure you cover the trash mm-hmm. um, this mm-hmm. is incredibly important because especially if you've thrown away like a turkey turkey bones chicken bones and your dog gets into that uh, you, we should have said this earlier I, I should have said this earlier dogs cats they they should not eat the bones of fowl no turkey no chicken bones they splinter um, at best, they will cause severe uh, trauma. At worst, they will cause death, and it's mm-hmm. not worth it. So make sure your trash, put everything that is trash in the trash, and then go ahead and just take it out where there's no yeah. way your pet can reach it. Yeah. And what about um, doo-doo? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people, they, they don't keep their, like, like their cat litter um, boxes as clean as they, they might, uh, the cat might like it. It's really important, mm-hmm. isn't it, for overall it cleanliness is. in your home. And then also outside, you must yes. pick it up and properly dispose of it. Uh, you yes. know, I, I, I have a huge yard, so I do it like uh, once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending you know, on how much time I have, but, uh, mm-hmm. or the weather, the weather sometimes it's good to pick it up yeah. though. Regularly. I say, uh, at yes. least twice a week. And the dogs yes, seem sure. to like the cat litter, right? So, yeah. 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 Yes. We call that kitty biscotti at my house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> One of many reasons to go ahead and scoop every day. Your cat's going to love you. They're going to be healthier. Your dog won't eat it. It's not nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so many good exactly. Reasons. Yeah. 
important stuff here on the do's and don'ts <laughs> for, for every day, not just the holidays. Right, yes, All right. exactly. We're, we're having so much fun that I hate to go to break, but we must. So we have to go to break. We'll be right back. More coming up with Maura Davies and the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. That's the SPCA.org. Stay tuned. You'll be, we'll be right back. Not you'll, I hope you'll be back, too. <laughs> We are listening to one. Or just, I did it. You are listening. We're all in this together. We're all in it together. And you're listening to One Life Radio. <laughs> oh, my God. Bartender. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body. Yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Hi, this is Kevin Nealon. Did you know that tens of millions of animals are killed in laboratories every year in experiments that don't improve human health? Nine out of 10 new drugs that work in animals fail in humans. Imagine if a mail carrier couldn't find 95% of houses, they'd be out of a job. So why are we still experimenting on animals like it's 1950? It's time for real research that can actually help human patients. Visit PETA.org to learn how to fight this wasteful fake science. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Maura Davies. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Maura Davies is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA of Texas. That's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Uh, you can find Maura at spca.org. That's SPCA. PCA.org. We're talking about pets, do's and don'ts for the holidays, okay? So uh, the, ne the next do is do give your pet some space. What do they mean by that, Maura? Uh, well, you know, we all love our pets and we want to cuddle, and sometimes they want to cuddle more or less than we do. But during the holiday season, 
if, especially if you're going to have a lot of people coming over, um, maybe it's two people, maybe it's 20 people, maybe it's 200 people, make sure if your pet is stressed by any of that, that they have a safe space that they can kind of go where they can find just a little quiet, peace and quiet that's separate from guests. It could be maybe the bedroom or um, anywhere that you can put like a, their, you know, bed, their, their toys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of like chew bones if that's their thing. Uh, but if you see your dog like barking or panting or pacing or shaking, you know that they have gone all the way into that zone of uncomfortability. So it's time yeah. to let them seek a little alone time. Yeah, and don't just dump them outside or stick them in the backyard either because all that activity could make them really nervous and they could try Mm -hmm. to dig out and then you could lose them. And it's the, gosh, it's so heartbreaking for a family uh, and for the animal especially to get lost, especially during the holidays. I mean, I I know families that it's happened to and it's absolutely heart-wrenching. Oh, yes. Or, and this true too, this happened to me more than once. If you have a family member who doesn't understand that if you open the front door, you need to shut it behind you. Yeah. Because you've been told oh, yeah. like eight times that your dog's a door darter. Make oh, yeah. sure you like put a sign there and say, hey, shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> right. For those barn? family members that were raised in caves <laughs> and hollowed out tree stumps, close the door. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not speaking from experience at all, I swear. (laughs) You sure sounded like it. (laughs) I can relate, though. I can't even tell you how many times I've gotten really grumpy about stuff like that. Because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, you, we love our pets. They're a part of our family. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just can't, you know, I said to, um, to someone earlier today that these dogs didn't save, uh, I didn't save them, they saved me. And that's how mm-hmm. I really feel. My animals have saved me so many times, it's countless. Um, from mm-hmm. the harshes of living in this world, <laughs> the harshness. Oh my gosh, so it's a great way to meet, or not a great way, but you meet your neighbors when you're chasing looking for your dog oh, all yeah. over the neighborhood oh my gosh oh my gosh I've <laughs> done all right that pleasure to meet you I'll talk times. to you just a moment. I was like he went that way <laughs> all the neighbors are chasing oh that reminds dog. me oh, of no. the <laughs> you remember the Muffy McClure story right uh Maura I've told it many yes. times on the air with you when that Jessica, <laughs> Jessica McClure fell down the, uh-huh. the drain hole yeah. you know like 30 years ago or something and mm-hmm. I was but just moved here to Texas I was living in an apartment building and I lived on the third floor and I took little Muffy out to go um, pee pee in the back of the apartment complex and I was uh, I turned my I got distracted for a second knowing me I was probably looking at a bird or something and I looked down and I couldn't find her and I was like Muffy Muffy <laughs> Muffy you know next thing I was screaming Muffy and there was this hole and I'm like oh my god oh, no. down the hole. I need to call the fire department this is before cell phone so I run like a crazy person up to the top third floor of my apartment oh. to call 911 and I don't even know if they had 911 then actually um, but you know we're going back 30 years and uh, and there Muffy was sitting at the top of the staircase oh my gosh. <laughs> I called it the Muffy McClure story. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Scary. It is scary. It is scary. scary. (laughs) At the time, it's very scary, though. Yeah, it is. Um, And it could have. She could have been down the hole, Mm -hmm. or she could have wandered off. You just have to really watch your pets and take care of them. It's your job. It's your responsibility if you're their caretaker. So uh, on this list, another do or don't of the holiday pet safety is do pet-proof your home. Um, how do we do this, Maura? And what about like extension cords and cords and things like that? That's part of the safety thing too, right? 
It's true. Yeah. It's better safe than sorry every time. So think of it, you're pet proofing your house, like you'd baby proof your house if you were having a tiny human. Um, if you have a pet that you know they like to chew, especially, or again, Rockets. not speaking Cough. from experience at all, but uh, a cat who likes to mess with a Christmas tree, um, you're going to have mm. to do some things special. So, um, yes, look at ornaments, those hooks that the ornaments are on. We talked about the turkey bones. If you use pencil, a lot of people stopped using that a long time ago like ribbons, wrapping string bows, things that you wrap a present, anything that a pet can swallow and you get stuck in their throat or get stuck in their intestines. Mm. And then plants, mistletoe, holly, poinsettias are toxic to pets. I've literally, I think I've had poinsettias like once and it was for a brief moment I didn't have cats because just no thank you. I would not like any sadness. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just keep the items out of reach. Um, like, I, I don't know if I've, I think I've told the story before. I have a different cat now who isn't quite as interested in the Christmas tree, but in years past, I've only decorated the top half of the tree. Oh, yeah. And I, I always <laughs> use plastic ornaments. Yeah. Plastic yep. ornaments are your best friend. Have you ever strapped it to the wall? Oh, yes, yeah. I have. I had a 27 pound cat. <laughs> oh, wow. 27 pounds. Wow. He was ha- he, well, he was half ocelot, so, you know, he came across it. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, honestly. Wow. But. You know, cats, they like to play with the tree. They like to climb the tree. 27 pounds oh, yeah. at the top of a Christmas tree. You crash. Every, yeah. Stuff everywhere. So I did. I had to, like, strap it to the wall. Yeah. I would love a 27-pound cat. How fun was that? Would that be? Oh, he was awesome. He was very intimidating, but so sweet, but very yeah. intimidating. Oh, I bet. How many oh. years did you have him? Uh, He lived to be... I believe he lived to be about 19. Wow. All, all my wow. cats have always been very long-lived. Yeah. That's awesome. My longest yeah. cat was old enough to go down to the corner store and buy his own beer and cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the next don't is an important one. Uh, don't, and the, the tree pose a threat to your pet. This is what we just talked about, right? About how that, Christmas trees yes. can be so dangerous. Um, yes, but and, also the water, that water in Christmas yes. trees. Because it, it sits oh. there and it gets gunk in it and it's got like stuff from the pine needles. Oh, and yeah. like tree water can give your pet a really awful tummy ache or worse. Because if you add stuff to it, a lot of people add sugar. Um, but if Aspirin. you like, if there's, yeah, oh, cool. If, especially if you have any of that, just don't. If you have a pet around, just try plain old water. Sorry about your tree. Um, maybe try a different kind of a situation. Fake trees can be nice. Um, uh, there are even fake trees I learned this year that are environmentally conscious, so I'm going to be researching that. Um, but yeah, just take care. Your pet's going to get in there. They're going to be curious. That's just their nature. You know, we're, we're people, they're pets, they have different. Uh, ways of looking at the world and moving around it so it's it's our it's our job to help keep them safe they also yeah. make tree stands that are completely enclosed yeah oh, uh-huh and, yeah oh it says clean up your pine needles because pine needles yes. can actually puncture the intestines of yes. your pet oh Ooh, wow. that's a good one this is such mm-hmm. important stuff to know it really is which is why we do Furbulous friday i, I just I, i'm so passionate about um about a lot of things but this uh, animals is definitely at the top of that list okay so another do is do monitor pets around open flames um are yeah. pets drawn to candles Maura? some are absolutely um i had a friend this is so awful but I had a friend who had a cat who loved candles 
And the, the way they found out that she loved candles is because her whiskers were gone one day and they were like, what happened? And then she went back and they realized she was sniffing the candle. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, I shouldn't Poor laugh Kitty. So no, and at least after oh. that, they realized, oh my gosh, we can't ever have candles. So yay for humans learning something. Yeah. But, um, but oh. fireplaces can be dangerous. Some mm-hmm. animals are drawn to the flame. Some like my dog, if we, we have a, we have gas logs, it's, if we're going to light them, I make sure to go ahead and take her to the bedroom and give her a toy so she's interested elsewhere because that funk sound scares her badly. And I don't want that for her. So she's fine once it's lit. It's just the main noise. So think about little things. Keep the candles out of reach. Um, pets can accidentally knock over candles. Yeah. And then you have a whole fire situation on your hands. Same thing with cords. Uh, if you know you have that chewer, that can be, that can hurt your pets and do all kinds of other awful things. Just don't, just don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, and this is a good time to remind everyone to, you know, check their pet's collar to make sure it's uh, not too tight uh, or too loose. That you, you, Typically, what, four fingers underneath? I say five. I don't like my collars tight on my animals, but I keep really, you know, close tabs on them. I have to tell you, so I took one of my dogs, uh, Jeff, to get his nails um, trimmed and check on his ear. He had a little ear infection back last mm-hmm. week. And when I got him back, the vet tech put the collar on too tight, and I didn't notice it till I got in the car. So, you know, d- keep that in mind. Uh, if the mm-hmm. dog goes to the groomer or goes to the vet, when you get him back, make sure you check their collar that it's not too tight. And... Get your cat or dog spayed or neutered because we don't. We have too many puppies and kittens right now on the planet that we can't even find homes for. We don't need any more mm-hmm. kittens or puppies in the spring, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so yes, indeed. Yeah. What else, Maura? Donate your blankets too. Oh yeah, do I did that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have any extra blankets, if you're getting yeah. new ones, donate them to a local shelter. And, you know, this time of the year, people often feel very charitable. And uh, if you if you are able, if you feel so inclined, um, please consider volunteering, becoming a foster, making a monetary gift, making a gift in kind like a blanket or a toy for an animal shelter near you. Every single animal shelter in this whole country is inundated with animals, uh, and we're all struggling right now. So just, yeah. you know, find your local Furry friend, friends, whatever their name is, Humane Society, SPCA, all of the above, rescues, municipal shelters, care and control, just support your animal folks. We're, yeah. We all work really hard. Yeah, we do. All right. On that, I'll end it uh, until next time. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Maura Davies, everyone. She is the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA of Texas. They do incredible work. Support them any way you can. Go to SPCA.org. Maura, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Take care till then. And uh, Christmas is only two and a half weeks away, you guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. All right. We'll be back. Stay tuned. More coming up with Brad Aronson, Humankind, changing the world one small act at a time. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Children's Health Defense, led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is devoted to the health of all people and the planet. Their team fights tirelessly against the public health policies, practices, and mandates that are harming our health and threatening our medical freedoms. Children's Health Defense steps in where others fear to tread. Visit childrenshealthdefense.org and tune in every Monday for health freedom news and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland.
Centuries before scientists identified the incredible nutritive value of beef liver, our ancestors naturally revered it for the energy and vitality it provides. But most people today find liver's health benefits much more appealing than its flavor. That's why our partner EnviroMedica offers a superior New Zealand grass-fed beef liver supplement. All the complex benefits of this ancient powerhouse superfood in modern, easy-to-swallow capsule form. Find out how to rewild yourself for optimum health at EnviroMedica.com. That's EnviroMedica.com. Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at wellbeingjournal.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Let's listen for a second. <laughs> so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. I love it. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and we have Brad Aronson with us today. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Uh, Brad is an author, entrepreneur, tech startup investor, and mentor. He serves on the board of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Independence Region, as well as HopeWorks in Candom, a program providing tech training, jobs, housing, coaching, and support to young people in one of America's poorest cities. Brad also teaches entrepreneurship to 18 to 25-year-olds through HopeWorks. Brad is the author of the book we're talking about today, Humankind, Changing the World One Small Act at a Time. You can learn more about Brad and read his inspirational blog at bradaronson.com. That's Brad Aronson, A-R-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. So great to have you with us, celebrating acts of kindness for the holidays. Really good to have you back. It's almost become a tradition for you to come and talk about the kindness, uh, acts of kindness from your book, Humankind, Changing the World One Small Act at a Time. And so the book was released in 2020, and all the proceeds have gone to charities, including Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and so can you tell us about the program and, and how you became involved with them in the first place? Absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me. I appreciate being on the show. Of course. <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Thanks. Uh, so Big Brothers Big Sisters is a mentoring program where kids who could use an additional adult role model in their lives get matched with someone. Mm-hmm. And it's an incredible program. Uh, I, I've I've gotten to see through the work I do uh, with different nonprofits, how many kids are that really could benefit from another role model in their lives. And it, it, it matches you based on your interests, based on who would kind of mesh really well together. Mm-hmm. And you see, it's for the mentors, it's life-changing. You, you become involved with the kids. They become part of your life. You get so much joy. And also for our littles, uh, who are the, the children who are being mentored, and you can see that magic because so many of our littles wind up becoming bigs 
which are the mentors in our program. Mm -hmm. So it's got this beautiful kind of full circle thing going on. And I first got involved when I was in junior high. I started uh, volunteering a mentoring program called Buddies. And this was for for kids uh, who, uh, you know, were going through some sort of family trauma. And it made me realize, wow, I'm so lucky to have a family where I have tons of support. And not Mm -hmm. everyone has that. And it just made me passionate about mentoring. Yeah, it's an important role. It is in, in, in our community, in our world. Marie, you wanted to say something? Yes, I was just curious. So when you get a uh, big brother or big sister, are there certain ages that you start or if you want to be one? And then are you their big brother or sister through their lifetime or how does that work? So you can request an age based on, you know, hey, I, I work better. I'm better with older kids. So I'd like a teenager or I, I you know, younger is easier for me. That That's like what I'd like to start with. So they'll ask the mentor what they're looking for to try to make sure uh, there's the best chance of success. And it's the year, the, the commitment is for a year. So you're going to mentor this child for a year. And Big Brothers Big Sisters says that because people aren't afraid to make a year-long commitment. Mm-hmm. But what we see is that when people commit for a year, it really winds up becoming this lifetime friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I look at my little brother, and you know, I became his big brother when he was eight, and now he's an adult. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've known him for most of his life at this point, and it's it's just you know when you have a good friend, you don't want to let him go. No. You don't, and, 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 but you, know, you don't just change that child's life. You change the life of everyone around them too, right? Even their, their whole family, right? If you, if you can plant really incredible seeds that grow over that, over that lifetime, starting with a child that's eight years old, you can truly do, I mean, it's like a trickle-down, right? And it, and it grows and it spreads. Absolutely. I, I mean, just, uh, you know, there's a lot of research that when someone gets a big brother or big sister, the other kids in the neighborhood are like, oh, that's really neat. And, and you know, they, they talk yeah. to you and they're looking for encouragement. And you do become a part of their family and uh-huh. their family becomes a part of yours. So it's it's on both sides. It's just really gratifying. Yeah, I can only imagine. I've never been uh, a big sister. I, well, I kind of have. You know, I've been a big sister to, uh, well, I used to have a philanthropic society, a Little Citizens, that we did uh, something similar to that, teaching ch- kids philanthropy and reaching out and getting active in their communities at an early age. Because it does, it just makes such a difference, and it does spread, like you said. You know, let's get into some of the stories from, you bo- from your book. I know it's Christmas, but uh, we love a story from the book called A Halloween for One. Will you tell our listeners the story? Absolutely. I love that story, too. I do. Uh, the story, and I love Halloween, so it's perfect. Uh, The story's about Brandon Witt. So when he was four years old, just like every kid, he was so pumped up for Halloween. He had been talking about it for months. He was excited about his costume. He couldn't wait to go trick-or-treating. And then right before Halloween, a few weeks before, uh, his family found out from his doctors that he needed brain surgery. And it couldn't wait. So he was going to miss Halloween. Mm. And and his parents were devastated. It's, It's... you know, you have a kid who's so looking forward to Halloween, and instead he's going to have this brain surgery and, and feel awful and be in the hospital. And they were thinking, like, what can we do for him? And they thought, you know, maybe we could reschedule Halloween. So 
they put together these flyers in 52 neighbors' mailboxes and said, hey, we're going to do Halloween early because our son Brandon has to get brain surgery, but he's really looking forward to it. If you want to participate, there's a little glow stick. Just put it on your mailbox, and we'll know that we can come ring your doorbell. But don't worry if you can't. We, we totally get it. Uh, and they sent it out hoping that the neighborhood would be interested. And just in case the neighbors weren't able to do Halloween, they asked their friends to come and park on the street so that uh, Brandon could just trick-or-treat to all the cars. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so then this Halloween night came that wasn't actually Halloween, but it was the new Halloween. And when Brandon and his family went outside, the entire street was filled with these light sticks. Oh, wow. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and his mom, Carol, told me that even the houses that typically turn off their lights and don't participate in Halloween mm-hmm. had the light sticks out there. Wow. And other kids in the neighborhood dressed up so Brandon wouldn't feel like he was the only one dressed up. Mm. And as they went around, in addition to the candy, all the families had bought toys. They'd have toys to play with when he was in the hospital recovering. And he had so many toys, he had to go back and forth to his house, dropping them off. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful story about how when someone is in need, everyone seems to pull together mm-hmm. and help that person. Yeah. Is and anyone Storm- else getting weepy? Oh, I yeah. Know. Marie and I are over here. She's on, <laughs> she's on the verge of tears, and I'm close, too. It's it's really it, it's heartwarming. It is, and it makes you believe, you know, when the world is, is filled with so many troubles, it really gives you hope. That's the thing I love about this book, Humankind, that we're talking about with Brad Aronson, changing the world one small act at a time. And you can't. You can do that. You know, you really can. Um, so... Um, yeah, I'm thinking about the last time you were on some of the things that we discussed. And uh, I think it's so important. It's so important to talk about stuff like this. As I said, in a world that uh, can, can be so scary at times, especially for our youth, right, that have given up hope on the world, I think, a lot of them, with everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the news and you see awful things that are going on, mm-hmm. and so often you don't see the other side. Right. You don't right. see these acts of kindness happening in our communities, happening across the country and across the world. Uh, so I think it's really important to highlight them and bring them out so that our kids and everyone mm-hmm. can be like, all right. Yeah. It's not, it's not all bad. In fact, right. there's so much amazing things happening. Yeah. I do believe there's more good in the world than bad, um, and we just have to keep reminding ourselves of that, <laughs> right? We do. I'm looking at the clock. We have to go for a quick break. We'll be back. More coming up with Brad Aronson. He is an author, entrepreneur, tech startup investor, and mentor, and he is uh, the leader of uh, the um, uh, the humankind movement. <laughs> the, the what, Marie? What were you going to say? Oh, she's, yeah. I thought she was going to say something. We'll be right back. If you want to reach out to Brad, go to his website, bradaronson.com. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the Earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Environmedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. 
Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. I just love the holiday music. Everyone. <laughs> Jingle bells. Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette with Jerry Marie and Brad Aronson. Uh, he's on the board of Big Brothers Big Sisters Independence Region, as well as HopeWorks in Candom, a program providing tech training, jobs, housing, coaching, and support to young people in one of America's poorest cities. Brad also teaches entrepreneurship to 18 to 25-year-olds through HopeWorks. He is the author of the book we're talking about today, Humankind, Changing the World One Small Act at a Time. You can learn more about Brad and read his inspirational blog and book. Uh, you can find it at bradaronson.com. Okay, so let's hear some of these other stories that you've written in your book, A Humankind, Brad. Uh, you have a holiday story called Santa, The Next Generation, uh, which offers some practical advice for teaching our kids about Santa Claus. Can you share? Absolutely. Uh, so this story starts during the Great Depression when Millie Caldwell was living with her parents, her grandparents, and her uncle in a farmhouse in South Dakota. And it was at Christmas time, and the family was uh, you know, in, in poverty, as was most of the country. And her grandfather pulled her aside for a talk, and he said, you've been growing, and you've gotten taller, and your heart's gotten bigger. In fact, your heart has gotten so big that you're ready to be a Santa Claus. Mm. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act this out. I'm okay, sure do it. Okay. <laughs> you know, it makes it, makes it more fun. I'm, oh, yeah. I yeah. like the voices. Uh-huh. I love it. Do it. <laughs> my, son used, my son used to love it, but now he's a teenager. He doesn't go for it anymore, but this is a chance <laughs> to get that back. <laughs> what do you mean? Let's hear it. She said, I'm sure you've noticed that there are a lot of different people dressed up as Santa out there. Some of your friends might have even told you that there's no such thing as Santa. That's because they aren't ready to become Santa, but you are. What's the best thing about Santa? Getting cookies? What else? Everyone likes Santa, and he gets to make everyone happy? Right. He gets to get that great feeling of having done something for someone else, and now you're ready for your first job as Santa. 
what job? You need to pick someone who you think could use a present and get them a present. And, and this, you know, made Millie become Santa Claus. And she picked her grandmother who loved flowers, and she found a little potted plant and gave her the, the plant along with a note that was from Santa. Uh-huh. And that tradition has passed down from generation to generation to generation. I heard this story from Leslie Rush, who was Millie's daughter-in-law. And Leslie said that she did it with her children and that her, oh. her son now does it with his children. Yeah. And it's such a nice way to, like, when your kids start to suspect, like, there's no Santa Claus, instead of it coming out, oh, we've been lying to you, it's, <laughs> oh, you know what, there's this series of good deeds, and now you're in on it, and you're a Santa Claus, mm, uh, which I think that. is a beautiful way oh, yeah. to not only get your, it's like getting your kids engaged and getting them to be giving, because we get mm-hmm. so much over the holidays. It's also great to be giving. Yeah. Sprinkling those little seeds, right? Uh, humankind, uh, changing the world one small act at a time. Uh, that's the name of the book that we're talking about. You're listening to Brad Aronson on One Life Radio. Marie has oh. the biggest smile on her face. Oh. I don't know if she wants to say something <laughs> no, or not. They're just so, they're such sweet stories. And also, are. you know, we're talking about the news and, and with the internet, it's like, Everything seems like a global problem and a global issue, but if you just start in your community mm-hmm. or your family and do one little thing, and and so many stories show how that can grow into something global. Oh, yeah. Yeah, over and over again. Your book's mm-hmm. full of stories like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another holiday story is called A Gift from the Angels. Can you tell us about this small act of kindness by the Salvation Army, Majors Charles and Shirley White? How did that start? Absolutely. So the Whites... Uh, worked for the Salvation Army, and they were stationed in Virginia. And over the holidays, they'd be in the mall. Like, we all see the Salvation Army staff in the malls. And kids would come up to them and tell them what they wanted for Christmas. And the whites felt really bad. They said this was a very high-poverty area, and they knew the kids wouldn't get those gifts. And they were struggling with what they should do. And what they decided to do was they put up a giant Christmas tree in the middle of the mall, and every time a kid said what they wanted, they would, they would write a little note on a paper angel, like Sarah, eight years old, wants a baseball glove. They put those notes on the tree with the hope that mall customers would pick up those angels and buy the gifts. Uh-huh. Well, that first year, they got seven gifts. Wow. So, of course, they did it the next year. Mm-hmm. And then they got transferred to Tennessee, and they started an angel tree program there, and it worked. And the Salvation Army caught on, like, all right, this works. And angel tree programs started sprouting up all over the country. And there was one program in North Carolina that gave a guitar to a kid named Jimmy. Jimmy was an abused and neglected child, and he didn't sing or play music, but he wanted a guitar. So he asked for it, and and he got one through the angel tree program. And he used the guitar as, as his escape. So he would play music, it would help him escape, it would give him something to do, and he became a good musician. I mean, mm-hmm. actually, he became a great musician. Mm-hmm. He became a country music star. This is Jimmy Wayne Barber, who has top Billboard hits. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and he wrote a song in a book called Paper Angels. And in that song and in that book, he talks about how this program changed his life. He says that if it wasn't for the Angel Tree program, he wouldn't be where he is, and he wouldn't have the success he has today. So he encourages other people to participate. And okay. since then, should, is this my cue to stop or should I keep going? Oh, no, yeah. I, the music started playing. I was going to say, okay, now I am crying. Uh-huh. <laughs>
<laughs> my gosh. You hear stories like that, and you just, it, it, you can change the world with small acts of kindness, right? You really can. Brad, thank you for jumping on with us today. Thank you for writing the book, Humankind. And it was such a uplifting, uh, it was just such an uplifting show because of your contribution uh, to One Life Radio today and the world. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. Happy yeah. holidays. <laughs> it's a great Christmas gift, <laughs> too. It is a great Christmas gift. All right, everyone. You get one body. You get m one mind, and you get one life. And you can be humankind. Change the world. Get out there and change it today.